Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I am Sammy Scorstad. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is Clap When You Land by Elizabeth Acevedo. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. The author of Clap When You Land, Elizabeth Acevedo, is a New York Times bestselling author of The Poet X, With the Fire on High, and Clap When You Land. Her critically acclaimed debut novel, The Poet X, won the 2018 National Book Award for Young People's Literature. She is also the recipient of the Prince Award for Excellence in Young Adult Fiction, the CILIP Carnegie Medal, and the Boston Globe Hornbook Award. Additionally, she was honored with the 2019 Pierre Belpre Author Award for celebrating, affirming, and portraying Latinx culture and experience. Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, regarding, am I suddenly from Boston? What the regarding. Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Camino Rios lives for the summers when her father visits her in the Dominican Republic. But this time, on the day when his plane is supposed to land, Camino arrives at the airport to see crowds of crying people. In New York City, Yahira Rios is called to the principal's office, where her mother is waiting to tell her that her father, her hero, has died in a plane crash. Separated by distance and Papi's secrets, the two girls are forced to face a new reality in which their father is dead and their lives are forever altered. And then, when it seems like they've lost everything of their father, they learn of each other. Without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so, I picked this, I mean, you suggest, we both suggested, okay, this book. Mm -hmm. I read this book for a class almost exactly a year ago from when we're recording this. Um, Right. And I have n- there. I forget books the second that we finish reading them. I could never forget this book. Like this book to me was very memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so this was a reread for me. But I think, and I think maybe you and I have the same feeling about this. I like love poetry. However, I think it's very separate from like novels and stories uh-huh. in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I'm saying that and Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman is like the most owned book on my shelf, but I digress, right? Um, when I first was assigned to read this book and I saw that it was written in like a poetry verse way instead of in prose, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I hate this. I was like, oh, I'm not going to like this because it's just going to be like trying to be profound, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to like it. And... Then I started reading it, and I literally read it in one session, couldn't put it down. Like, it is – I personally thought that the the writing style, though non-traditional for a story like this, was uh, just unbelievable. Like, I couldn't imagine reading this book in a different writing style, it, if that It makes wouldn't sense. have the same effect. It wouldn't have the same power. Like, the story just would not compute. Completely agree. And so when, after you read it, you were like, Sammy, you have to get this book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I think I ordered it right then. And then it's just been sitting on my bookshelf for a year. Um, And so when we were like, oh, we need another book for like, we need something kind of like to fill this week um, before we do all of the Christmas stuff. um, I was like, oh, okay, perfect time. Let's do this one. Like, let's. Like, I'll finally read it after all the times you're like, Sammy, freaking just read Clap When You Land. Like, just it's read it. so good. And it was really good. I literally just finished it, like, 15 minutes ago. This is becoming so, our new thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's very last minute episodes. Yeah. However. It's the end. For me, it's the end of the quarter. I've got I've got shit yeah. going on. It's, yeah. We're, we're getting things done. We're busy people, okay? Yeah. Um, 
what did so one of the things that got me the first time I read it was I thought once I realized it was dual pov first of all when I started reading it I didn't realize that there were two narrators I know it says it at the top right yeah of the the sections but I didn't get it at first okay um I'm not a I'm not a looking at what chapter I'm on person either so I think that could be part of it I'm just like going straight to the paragraphs okay um (laughs) so I think that kind of made it difficult for me but when I started reading it and I realized there were two perspectives because I was really confused. I was like, why are we in the Dominican Republic and we're also in New York? I was very confused. Okay. So I had to go back and restart it the first time I read it. And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, there's two narrators. I'm dumb. Maybe, okay. maybe um, there are things at the top of the page that are supposed to be there. Yeah, maybe those are like <laughs> actual indicators of yeah. uh, character names. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, I'm just dumb. All right. Um, but after that, I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting because obviously – you know, in the beginning, we we start the book with uh, with Camino's Pav, right? And you're kind of like, oh, this sounds like it's about to get sad. And then when it switches to Yahira, you're like, oh, this yeah. is about to get interesting and sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think of like like the dual Pav of this book? I mean, I think for me, I did not go into it blind at all. Like, not only did you tell me, oh, it's about, like, right when you first introduced the book to me, it was, oh, yeah, their dad dies, and they're, like, these two sisters who don't know that they exist, and then it's about them, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I also read the back of the book. I don't go into books blind very often. Yeah. So, like, I that's what I was expecting going in, honestly. And I noticed – I really I liked the airplane that the, mm-hmm. on the plane, like, to signify, like, okay, who are we – Re, like whose position like or a point of view is this yeah right now I really liked that little touch um so I mean I I'm really glad there were two perspectives because it was so much like using their perspectives was in a way like showing the two lives that Poppy was living um and like it like it needed the both perspectives I and agree. Yeah, so it was like that was really good. I yeah, I thought that was. I'm glad there. I in general like books that have multiple perspectives, um, and especially like dual POVs. Um, I don't like saying POVs. I don't know why. I can't say POV. Do it's like five SOS versus five sauce. Yeah, I'm um, I'm always gonna say five sauce. <laughs> agree, <laughs> agree yeah. with that. But um, so I do like dual POVs and um. So and I thought with this it was just like so beautiful with this book, mm-hmm. and okay talking about I was so nervous going in because I like I think I put off reading this book for so long because of like <laughs> the poetry aspect yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. It's so I I don't think I've read any type of poetry or even like this wasn't even like it was like a mix hardcore. right it was like yeah, poetry it was a and prose and it was yeah oh. mm-hmm. it was so good <laughs> but. I don't think I've done that since high school. Mm-hmm. And so I was so intimidated and I couldn't shut off like the entire time. I was constantly looking for like, oh, the way the words were like situated on the page or like the spacing between the words or it was like zigzag down the page mm-hmm. or this one was really short. I was like I was going into my AP Lang like what does it mean what is the author trying to say by like the way the words are shaped like physically shaped on the page and so i and i think there is maybe i mean it might just be like the curtains were fucking blue but like i do think maybe there was something to be said about like how like the positioning of there was everything i have a lot to say about that okay specifically (laughs) because i was those questions were popping up and i was pushing them away like no just just enjoy the book you don't have to analyze everything right now right like it's fine oh yeah i have a lot to say about the structure of this okay okay um because i think also i so i read it again even though because i have a poor memory and even though i remember the book i don't remember the book you know right so I also read it again, and I think this time it really gave me a chance to, like, pull out my English teacher brain, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than that, and I sh- I sent you a picture of my book, my copy of the book. You uh, tabbed the shit out dude, of it. Dude, because we had to write a paper about it, so yeah. I, and we were given themes to look at, which I thought was kind of, like, you know, I prefer to go into books blind. Mm-hmm. So when I was being told to look for these themes, I remember being like, oh, I don't know where this is going. Um 
But also this time around, I like, this is like the only, you know me, I don't write in my books. I will sometimes mm-hmm. use like a clear sticky note and a pen to write over, to write yeah. over books, but I will never write in my books. This is the only book since high school that I've ever actually annotated in like with, oh, wow. I mean, with a pencil, right? I wasn't too permanent about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sharpie. To the Literally. But I was just like, I couldn't stop myself because there's a lot of, uh, especially like towards the end of the book, right? There is a specific page uh, where we no longer get an indicator if Camino is talking or if Yahira is talking. You have to use context clues based on right. how we've read their characters' point of views leading up to that point. And also sometimes one of them will say the other one's name, so you kind of know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but I went from, like, the beginning of the book not, like, really having to pay attention to whose perspective I was reading to... By the end, I was like, oh, I know who I'm reading now without looking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one particular, like, part, especially at, like, uh, it gets introduced toward the end. But instead of putting um, the sentences on either side, like either right, right, the right side or the left, Elizabeth Acevedo puts them in the middle to mean, like, both of the sisters said it at the same time. Ooh, wait, what page is that? Okay, so I <laughs> there's um all the things I missed. Wow. So on page 360. Hold on. I wrote it down, but I now must open it. On page 360. Ooh. Uh, Nia-ki. Nia-ki. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. they're yeah. having like a conversation back and forth, but then that line is not fully right like right aligned. Or left. Left aligned, so yeah, thank you. <laughs> not yeah. me not knowing math and not knowing my left and right. Um, <laughs> neurodivergent much, right? <laughs> but so Elizabeth Acevedo puts it in the middle to show that they're both saying it, and this happens uh, one other time to my knowledge, and it is like I think the last page question mark. Mm-hmm. Just ASMR of us flipping our pages real quick, yeah. Um, yeah. So the last page is not left aligned. It's in the middle, mm-hmm. technically. So this is like together. She They're turns to me with an that. eyebrow raised. Yeah. I imagine it's kind of giving thanks of all the ways it could end. Oh, yeah. They're just together. And yeah. it's both of them are feeling and thinking and saying the same things. Yes. Because they are so connected through Poppy. Like they are together and they are sisters and. Oh, yeah. Isn't that cool? Like, I'm so obsessed with how uh, this whole book is laid out and how it's received. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Do you, can I ask, do you know what were the themes that you, that your, like, teacher had you look for? You really think I color code all my tabs and I don't put a sticky note in the front of the book that says what the color coding means? (laughs) Okay, I, I know you would have had it. I just don't know if we want to go full. Yeah, English no, we can. We class. can. Oh, this okay. is a beautiful book to do this with. Okay. So yeah. uh, I marked this is all one category of color secret siblings and family, because those were all interrelated. Right. And then there's grief, anger, and forgiveness. So, like the emotions, okay. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Then there's poverty, privilege, and money, because mm-hmm. that was a big theme, all of those. And then there's bodily autonomy, being an embodied yeah. young woman. Okay. Because yeah. there were there was a lot of that throughout the book. Yes, there was. Um, in wow. a lot of different ways. And yeah. there's so I think there's like right, so in the beginning we realize, okay, there's these two characters and there's a big secret. Mm-hmm. And Yahira kind of knows, but does not know the full extent of that secret. Right. Camino does not know at all. Mm-hmm. And there's a big because we kind of figure it out, right? We know in the beginning, okay, well, both of their dads is dead. And they're not talking about the other person. And they don't know why one of them, like, why their dad goes to New York and why Mm -hmm. their dad goes to the DR. So they're sisters. We know that they're sisters in the beginning. Right. Or you can assume that they're sisters. And Mm -hmm. I think that Elizabeth Acevedo does such a good job of showing, like, the juxtaposition between the two sisters while also showing their similarities. Mm -hmm. For example, like, uh, Yahira is an amazing chess player. Right, and then they we they were revealed that like Camino preferred not to play chess. Like yeah, she, yeah. she didn't really like it, and yeah. but uh, she loved to swim. Like and those right. were two things that they both did with Poppy. Right, separately, independently. And, yes, yeah, yeah. I really loved that. Um, 
And I also, like, along the lines of more structure, right, I also loved um, how not only do we get the the two sisters talking in different ways with the alignments when they're with each other, but also the spacing between words in some lines to mean right. more than one thing. For example, I don't remember the page it was on. Oh, I do, actually. It was page 184 where um, the airline representatives are talking mm-hmm. to Yahira and her mom. And if you read it left to right, it means one thing, but you can also read it straight down in both lines to mean another thing. Right. Yes, I really enjoyed that page, too. So beautiful. I'm just, like, obsessed with everything in this book. I also want to know about, like, some more structure-type things. Um, Because, like, I felt like there was so much there that I, like, was like, I know there's something, but I just don't get it i think that elizabeth um, acevedo often uses like big spaces like almost like mm-hmm. a tab in between right yeah words, like and then we'll have one word or phrase in the middle i think there was a time where she did this with uh talking camino was talking about like her safety from this from this and then it says el Sera, which is the guy who's a dick in this right. book right um and i think that was like almost as if for you to take a breath between those beats you know what i mean right like right. put an emphasis on that yeah um in a foreshadowy way but also she does this pretty frequently in a way i think to put emphasis on the thing in the middle or in a way so you could read it without that thing in the middle too right and the sentence would still nonetheless be true so interesting i I, she did it um she did that on page 176 which was describing yahira's um essay on the subway yes and that was really, it was just like, ooh, chills. Like, holy shit. Yes. The spacing. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I, I'm looking now. Yeah. I just, uh, I think, and also, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I'm not, you and I are both kind of not big YA fans anymore because we're just mm-hmm. more adulty, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but this was, that's why also in the beginning when I had to pick up this book, I was kind of like, mm, you know, why not always my thing? But it was very just, real. Like it, it was, was so real. I think that's the yeah. difference. Is there's a lot of YA that's a little far fetched sometimes, right. and that kind of gets me all. Eh. But this is like a very real situation that happens. And more than that, I don't know if you read the author's note at the back. I did not. I I think it's a bit of a trend for me to not uh, read the okay. back of the book. <laughs> it's okay. In the back of the book, Elizabeth Acevedo <laughs> mentions that there was an actual flight that went down uh, in New York. I can't remember I, when. I she mentioned that in the on the um, front of the book in her oh did um, she yeah well in it her was uh, dedication oh really in memory of the lives lost so that's when I was like okay she wouldn't do a dedication if there wasn't an actual oh yeah yeah okay well she goes into detail on it in the back okay um okay. and so I love that like her big thing in the back of the book is she says like this is a real thing that happens and sometimes we don't focus on the tragedies that strike every day and it was just oh, yeah. after nine eleven like literally two months. It's, right. She said two months and one day after 9-11. And it was a flight going to um, Santo Domingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she mentions that as soon as the media realized it wasn't a terrorist attack, it lost all media coverage. Like it stopped wow. being covered in the news, which is what she also reflected in uh, the the plane crash in the book. Right. Where she was like, there's other big things to cover now. Like right. more things so are more important. This was yeah. like kind of a way to show like these – huge tragedies happen on like i'm gonna call it a small scale but you get what i mean right like Mm -hmm. on an individual scale and people just move past it so this was one of those ways to kind of put a take a nod to that particular flight and also to like all these small tragedies that occur thought i thought that this just the whole entire thing like ever its existence to me is um one of the reasons I love reading like this is one of those books where I was like wow I didn't think that this would slap that hard and it did (laughs) what was I feel like I was almost expecting more of the book to have them the sisters together like it happened kind of late in the book Mm -hmm. I felt like and I don't know like I almost want a sequel of their life in New York and adjusting like Camino adjusting to life in New York and then both of them adjusting to having a sister and yeah. like living together and 
the loss of the Dominican Republic and dealing still with the loss of their father and kind of figuring out how they can mourn together for like a person that they knew so separately. And like, I still, I feel this book was so amazing and I'm so glad of like everything that was included and the length with the length, the, 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 (laughs) the length was perfect. I still want more of the story. Yeah, that's fair. I totally yeah. think that's fair. I think I wouldn't doubt if Elizabeth Aceveda wrote like a a little what's it called? What's the second book called? Novel- uh, novella? No. No, I, it's a sequel. S- yeah, that was the word I was trying. to oh, say. Oh, I thought that word was so obvious. I was like, no, it has to it be something just else. My mind. You're, says the girl who called me the other night <laughs> to say, "What's another word for you know the when the president has people working for him?" <laughs> I was like, "It's like regime, but for like the United States." <laughs> it was like, "Nation." You were like, "Yeah, thanks. Hang up." <laughs> Anyways, <Yeah. laughs> um, it's been a long few weeks. It really tired. has. It my really brain. has. My brain isn't okay anymore, but it's fine. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, so we learn early on about El Cerro, which is this guy who lives in Camino's neighborhood also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we learn in the very beginning that uh, Camino and Yahira's father has been paying El Cerro every year to stay away from Camino because yeah. he basically likes to abuse and pimp out young girls. Yeah. Um. And so now that El says that Camino's dad is dead, nobody's paying that quote unquote debt to him, right? Mm-hmm. To stay out of Camino's life. So did you see El Cerro being a massive problem to Camino coming? I th- I think now, like when I'm reading books so consistently, it's like there's never a character introduced without a purpose. Exactly. And yeah. so I was like, okay, this is gonna be a problem. Like he's like he is going to have a significant role in some way because otherwise there would be no point in writing him in at all. Right. right. Um so yeah, like I, I don't like I think I think every character that's introduced is like, okay, yeah, there's a purpose for that. Right. Um, so, I mean, but it was interesting, too. I really appreciated how Elizabeth Acevedo, like, kind of got into, like, he wasn't always this evil mm-hmm. person. And it was uh, so much about, like, the product of the poverty and product of the pain and suffering of that comes along with, you know, like, living situations like that. Like, how he lost his sister to the fever. Yeah. And he was never the same after that. And... And just, like, so much of talking about life in um, the barrio there uh-huh. and how, like, this is common. This isn't surprising. Like, this happens. And these bad things happen because that's just what life is like here. And so it was, like, it wasn't just this one evil character. It was, like, it was an evil character that was the product of His suffering. Yeah. 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 Right. Which I yeah. appreciated. Like, still no excuse for behavior, but, like, still, it's, like, it's pointing the finger to to a larger issue. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, like you said, there's never a character introduced, especially in a book that, like, only had a select number of named characters. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's never a character introduced that isn't going to be serving some kind of purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, like, the whole time, every time we, ran, we have Camino run into El Cerro again... I like I just had like a knot in my stomach. Yeah. Because I think uh, you and I have a particular perspective being young women especially, right? Mm-hmm. Who uh also lived in New York and things like this. Um but even even like any environment you're in is never safe for a woman. <laughs> like yeah. cities were made for men. Um, Mm -hmm. and most towns were made. The fucking world was made for men. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of reflection in this book about what it's like to be a young woman under the gaze of a man in a man's world, you know? Right. Um, and I think El Cerro does a lot to showcase that in more than Mm -hmm. one way, right? Not only is he after Camino, but then he also uses other men in, in, in the barrio to like threaten her too. Yeah. Yeah. And so what did you feel when Yahiro was like, oh, I get it. There are cre- like there are bad people in New York, too. 
to Camino at one point. Um, and Camino got really frustrated by that. And it was like, you have no idea. And we had like just learned kind of recently about Yahira, like what happened on the subway. Yeah. And I, that was really painful for me to read because I mean, the whole part of like, they both are like, somewhat like happy that they have a sister but also like there was one line about how this could potentially be a really good thing to come out of it even though it's also the root of a lot of pain Mm -hmm. and represents this deceit and this abandonment by their father and so they like simultaneously are like really wary and like kind of hate each other but also are like oh I just like she's my sister and I love her too and this is really weird but like so when that happened, like, there were a lot of things that Camino was, like, looking for the privilege. And she was looking for, you know, the those differences between her and Yahira. And when I read her frustration about Yahira trying to relate to her and relate to her experience with El Cero, I was like, oh, my God, it gutted me to have her, like, also invalidate Yahira's experience. Mm-hmm. I think that on a deeper levels i don't think she was necessarily trying to invalidate like, no any she kind of sexual i don't think she was that Yahira she didn't know through. yeah she didn't know but i think but, the difference that she was trying to say was that like this man and in this town like her the only reason that these men stay away from her was because mm-hmm. her dad had been paying them to like yeah. in new york uh, uh, right you can have a stalker or whatever right but mm-hmm. it there's I think like less of that level of I don't know what I'm trying to say like they were different like very different yeah, they're different portrayals of like male ickiness also in a tight-knit community like where Camino lives everybody knows everybody and it almost feels more personal in that way you know what I mean mm-hmm. versus like there's a, yeah there's a lot of strangers in New York who do also gross things, things and awful things um but in your own community where you're supposed to feel safe, I think it was kind of like the idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I thought that the reflection from both girls' lives as young women, you know, I think were interesting to see, especially because of the parallels. Like, no two sexual assaults are going to be the same. Yeah. Um, and yet they're ve- all very similar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that was a point that Aceveda was trying to get across. And I think uh, that's true. In a painful way, she did a great job of getting that yeah. across. Applause um, <laughs> to you. You made me cry. I really Good job. liked um, one. I, li- I think the writing made everything feel very classic, but also very modern. Mm-hmm. Like you would almost forget for a minute that you're reading a YA novel published in 2021 when you're. <laughs> when you see like Yahira ordering her mom a lift or whatever to go to work or whatever, right. you know what I mean? Um, really enjoyed the representation of like Afro Latina women, you know, yeah. like there's, there's a, a lot of quotes about um, how media never portrays Afro Latinos for who they are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like you'll always see, if you see an Afro Latino actor cast in something, he's either going to be playing a black man or he's going to be playing like a, a Latino, but not a Latino with his uh, actual background. You know, right. I mean? they're mm-hmm. always cast as one or the other and they're never cast as the same. So yeah. I think it was, I know Acevedo is, uh, is an Afro-Latino woman herself. So, but I, I very much enjoyed to see a book surrounded by characters, like getting that representation in one book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and in beautiful ways too. I loved how, uh, you know, uh, the this dirty secret that their dad has has brought together two girls who, when in that moment when they're FaceTiming Dre, right, and they see themselves next to face each other. to face next to each other, yeah, yeah, for the first time, and they're like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. we really do look like sisters." Mm-hmm. I, I just thought that that was uh, beautiful and yeah. interesting. I agree. Before we move on to discuss the rest of Clap When You Land, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Okay. Real quick before we move on, we just want to remind you all that starting next week on December 14th, the 12 Days of Bookmas begins. Woo! Woo! <laughs> we will be starting the 12 Days of Bookmas off strong with a much-anticipated new holiday book release from a popular author. But I can't tell you what it is until the end of this episode, so you got to stay tuned. Um, or just skip straight ahead to... Um... Just because that's what you <laughs> that's do what... <laughs> doesn't mean that's what the audience needs to do, okay? Okay, yeah. Um, Join us for a 12-day bookish marathon leading up to Christmas Day. All right. Let's continue. I love the Hira was uh, a woman liking woman. Oh, yeah. Loved mm-hmm. that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love that we get introduced to Dre in the beginning. And I have so, – I, like, act physically added another color to my tabs when I was reading this for the first time. Uh, to pinpoint things that Yahira said to describe Dre that just made me like, like just melt so happy. Yes, like melt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like how uh, at one point Yahira says, like she is like Dre is her safe place. Yeah, or something and- like that. And I was just like, oh, I just love this. I love like, mm-hmm. I love love. That mm-hmm. feels like heartbreaking, shattering, and beautiful all at the same time, you know? But also very real and, like, yeah. not without its, like, challenges. And they were two very different people and respected each other's different happy places and things that they liked to do. And they had separate, like, separate things but came together because they lo- they still they loved each other and they loved how much the other person loved their things and their lives. And it was just – I think I've been reading – more cliched um romances recently Mm -hmm. and i've been really frustrated with some of the portrayal of like relationships and love Mm -hmm. and this felt so much more real and just like i loved the way their love was written it also wasn't the focus of the book this was Mm -hmm. not a romance so i think too the fact that that like it was just like just enough portrayal of the relationship where i was like oh my god this is like everything I want and more and this is so beautiful and this is what this is the type of love I want to be reading about right I also I think Dre's character is an example of a beautiful side character you know yes just perfectly done knows the the whichever main character she's friends with right I like if you had a a random book I would say Dre could fit into any book you know Mm -hmm. so as Yahira's partner she's also her best friend Right. Yes. And also knows her inside and out and says, you know, when Yahira's like, can I come stay the night at your house tonight? And Trey's like, I would love that, but you should talk to your mom. Yeah. I know what you're trying to do. But you should uh, talk to your mom. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also at the very end when they're all FaceTiming uh, Dre and Dre's like, oh, I have something to show you. And she was growing fresh herbs for Camino. That, I shed a tear. Mm, me too. I, I absolutely cry. I cry so yeah. easily at anything. And that was just one of those things where I was like, oh my God, that is so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and also how in response to that, uh, Camino tells Yahira, does she have a clone somewhere that I can marry? Yeah. Yeah. In response to, to especially because yeah, Yahira was kind of like thinking maybe, you know, Camino would react in a homophobic way or whatever. Right. And then Camino's like, haha, I also I want one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. loved that. I was like, ah, we love sisters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Oh, I love yeah, I loved Dre. I really that was such a beautiful character. And um who else oh tia i love oh, tia yes, yes i loved her yes and uh and camino's friend carlene i i think one i cried too when her baby was born yeah um that was emotional that was very emotional and the fear and then also i think oh you know what made me cry i was like really anxious reading it and then what made me cry was when he finally took a breath and all the lights turned back on yes because it was in a power outage and right. it was just like there is life like it was just such a like and i re- think i think that was like a reference for yahira coming into camino's life too soon oh because wow. her name <laughs> means light 
Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, wow. Yep. Look at you. I know. You could be writing that AP Lang paper Dude, like I know. crazy. <laughs> Miss um, Washington oh, would be proud. Totally not me getting an email right now. Oh, no. Not important. Never mind. It's okay. Okay. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Um, this is not business hours. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think it was interesting to see the theme of money passed around in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, because... It's not like Yahira's family is well off either, you know? Um, It's all relative. Camino literally relied on her dad sending them money. Yeah. Um, And so when he dies and she just starts, like, hiding the bills that need to be paid. And it's very early on. In my second time reading this, I realized this, right? Like, it's very early on in the book after she realizes she has a sister that she starts to plan a way to get money. Yeah. Um, and, and get out and get out. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think it was interesting too, to see how like on the side of things, like suddenly all of her family comes out of the woodwork asking mm-hmm. for money when they receive money from life insurance. Right. They hadn't even, it hadn't even gone through yet. And her mom was already yeah, like writing the checks. Yeah. And Yahira was like, what the fuck mom? Like, these people are horrible can you like he can had you his believe? body was not even in the ground yeah. yeah can you believe they're coming in asking for like one was like oh this liposuction like i want to get my my girlfriend an engagement ring like all of these things and it was just like yeah was like why are you letting this happen yeah and and then it was all about this secret and like they this is how i can like her mom was like this is how i can you know, right away the shame mm-hmm. that your father created. Right. You know. Because she went against everybody to marry yeah. him. And yeah. And then he, then he, you know, did her dirty. Yeah. Which there's, it's it's so hard. I think this book does a good job of discussing the realities of loss. Mm-hmm. Because objectively, their father was kind of not a good guy, right? He got married twice and mm-hmm. had two separate lives in which he didn't tell his two daughters right. what was going Kept on. Kept his daughters separate, like, uh, yeah. parent trap much? Literally. Oh You're right. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Um, and, like, in a way, too, where, you know, Camino feels this, or maybe it's Yahira that has the reflection, but that, um, you know, Camino is the girl that he would give up her summers for. Mm-hmm. But Yahira was the the sister that took him the rest of the year, right? Know, who had more of a life with him mm-hmm. than Camino, objectively, right? Right. And so it it's hard to watch them them both mourn this man that they slowly have to un re, like reveal his secrets mm-hmm. one by I one have, by one. I have a book connection. Okay, Beatrice, her dad. I forget her dad like we learned yeah. this is not a spoiler this I, I promise this is not a spoiler unless you want to go into the book blind then skip uh the next 30 seconds. little 30 seconds but the main character I forgot her name at the moment January but January right how could I forget that um but she's dealing with the fact like she just found out her dad who had like just passed they were super close loved him dearly he had a mistress Mm-hmm. And he had, and so she's trying to, but she found out like at the funeral, yeah. right? And so it was after he was dead, she found out about all these secrets. And so she's trying to come to terms while she's mourning him. She's trying to come to terms with like, he wasn't perfect. Some of, he kept this big secret from me. My mom let it happen too, like that right. frustration. And so like everything I kind of like worshiped him for wasn't true i still love him i miss him but i'm also really mad at him and i'm never going to be able to like talk to him about it right i'm never like i have to accept that like that like he was not perfect and i'm never going to be able to have like iron that out with him i guess right and i think there's also it it made it more interesting too that yahira kind of knew there was a secret a piece of it yeah yeah. a piece of it she knew that her father had also been married to another woman which is Um, also hard because the entire last year that she had with him she was mad at him yeah oh so it was Uh, like two representations of that so like camino who had no idea and had like a great relationship with him up until the last moment essentially and 
Yahira, who I felt like Yahira had a little bit more issue with dealing with that, like after the death, like the the complications in that morning. Yeah, I think it was interesting when we when we see Camino learn that she has a sister, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she immediately like looks her up on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're you when you're reading that part of the book, it feels overall positive. She even mentions like uh, Camino, like like she sees Yahira as something her father has given her in right. his loss, right? Yeah. And then as a juxtaposition, the next chapter or whatever, we learn that Yahira is like, I hate her, right? Yeah, I want to hate her. Who is this girl standing with my dad in this photo? Like, right? And then her messages don't reflect that at all when she no, messages, and uh, and then Camino. Camino back. Sh- and then Camino shifts as well, you know, mm-hmm. and yes. she shifts. It's like ba- it's a lot of back and forth of like, I hate her. Wait, this could be a good thing. I hate her. Like, she took my father from me. Why does she look like my father? Why does she have my face? You yeah. know, too. And, oh, I can just only imagine the complicated emotions flowing. Like, Jesus. Yeah, well, yeah. and when they FaceTime for the first time, right, mm-hmm. uh, Camino mentions, there's, like, a line where she says, the pain in her eyes is a twin for the ache of mine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like, that hurt. <laughs> that could <laughs> like be that. a that could be a Taylor Swift lyric it right there. It literally could be a Taylor Swift lyric. I'm just you saying. You kept me, like, or... You kept me a secret. I kept you like an oath. Or what, yeah. What's the yeah, line? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You kept me like a secret and I kept you like an oath. Yeah. Very um, similar. Yeah. And then there's like this whole PTSD moment where Camino's going to meet Yahira at the airport, right? Yeah. And it feels like everything comes rushing back to her from the day she finds out that her dad dies. Right. And then the, the little screen goes blank, right? And there's this moment where you're like, no. There's no. so much of the book left, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> I was waiting for another death for some reason. I felt like there yeah. was, like, I, I think with Carlene and her baby, I was worried about that. Um, I was also worried about El Cero and potentially mm-hmm. doing something to Tia because they were like, mm-hmm. I know where you live type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like Tia a- and her machete. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> what a badass woman. I love her. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I was waiting. I don't know why, but I was like, there's going to be something else that happens. I'm really glad there wasn't. Yeah. I don't think I could have handled that. But I was, I think that like anticipation of like, there still could be so much more loss. Mm-hmm. Also, like, you know, Yahira booked her ticket with her mom's credit card and said, Peace, <laughs> I'm going. Yeah. Like, and without telling her mom. And that was mm-hmm. really like, okay. Anything could happen. Like, that's so yeah. scary. You're 16 years old, almost 17 or whatever, right? Or 17, almost mm-hmm. 18. I don't know. Can't remember. She was 16, They're 16. 17. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, that's so scary. That's so mm-hmm. scary. And, oh, man, it just was like, I, I was definitely like, no, they, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't don't, kill her off in the Don't you again. dare. Please don't do that to me. Um, can you imagine, though, taking off and looking out the window and seeing the same ocean that your, like, dad crashed in? No. Like that? Literally, like, I, I wish almost that we would have gotten more of Yahira's perspective during that time, like, during the flight. I mean, she, like, as soon she as gave she us saw a little the bit. ocean. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as she saw the ocean, she closed her eyes the entire left, rest of the flight. Yeah. I just thought, and then, you know, once, once they're together and once they meet, that's exactly when the book shifts over to having no more together. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Indicators, which I thought was a beautiful choice style wise. Mm-hmm. Like that's so smart. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Oh yeah. So then, you know, we, we know, oh, what I didn't like, um, but I also saw coming was how Yahira kind of is very judgmental of the area in which Camino lives in because she comes from where there's more money and more resources and more of a metropolitan area versus like, you know, where Camino is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's, and I, and so I, it kind of like pissed me off a little bit to see how she kind of passes judgment a little bit, but then it was quick to, she was quick to, to adjust. Recover. Yeah. (laughs) Because then she realizes she's seeing so much of like a side of her dad that she didn't often get to see, but got bits and pieces of like, she was like, it's so muddy here. My dad would have hated to get his shoes dirty, but that obviously wasn't the case. You know, there was, Mm -hmm. he had a different personality when he was, when he was in DR. So yeah. And then, you know, there's all this tension, right. With Yahira's mom. Because 
she doesn't want their dad's body to go to DR, but that's in his will. And she doesn't want to go to the funeral because she's mad about things that have happened in the past, Mm -hmm. Uh, which makes sense. I'm not, and I'm not going to say that she doesn't deserve to be mad about that. I would also Mm -hmm. be mad about that. Um, But of course, like when we find out that uh, Yahira's mom is going to come to the DR, I was like, oh, is shit about to hit the fan or what? I think it would have been interesting because, like, did her mom not have – I mean, I, I guess most of her family was in New York. Mm-hmm. But, like, m- I think they addressed it in the beginning of the book of, like, how much her family – how much of her family moved to New York when mm-hmm. they did. Um, but, like, it was – I kind of thought more of her past life in the DR would have come up when she was there. But I guess that wasn't really – important to the story yeah but um like a big part of it was like the reminder of everything and being there knowing that Mm -hmm. her belated husband was sharing that house that she was staying in with another woman yeah and like oh i can imagine how painful it would have been to go and like actually witness the second life that your husband was leading and the literal like byproduct of that second life like you're looking into the eyes of a child who looks a lot like your child but is not Mm -hmm. your child you know and is the result of of uh your husband being unfaithful yeah which is like another hard pill to swallow but and i think that's why it felt all the it almost hurt me more when camino ends up stealing uh yahira's passport yeah because you know, not only does Yahira open up to Kamino, but so does her mom, you know? They, yeah. they both end up opening up a little bit. And there's a, a a part of Yahira that wants to help her sister more than she thought she was going to. Remember, she transfers $10,000 over to, yeah. to Kamino for, mm-hmm. to help her out. Um, and I, But I do think it was like, I mean, I don't know. It might have taken that desperation and that event with El Cero for Yahira's mom to be like, yes, you're coming to the United States with us. Like, you do have to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Other, but like, what I, I know- thought was interesting, right, is that mm-hmm. they, um, Yahira's mom already reveals that uh, the Camino process had, had a, started. Yeah, Camino had a date for her visa appointment in right. August or something like that. So I think that there was a part of her who, even though she didn't necessarily want, at the time, Camino to be part of her life as well, she -hmm. was like, this was, you know, their dad's last, one of his wishes, you know what I mean? Right. Was for her to get her her papers and be able to come to the U.S. Right. That's true. So, I don't know. But I I loved the the character growth we got to see there because we kind of see Yahira's mom the whole book as, like, somebody who's kind of negative about all this stuff. But she was grieving, and that's a part of grieving as well. And I think that that was, you know, it needed to be that way for us to see, you know, up until the end of the book where, you know, we see a shift in her character toward Kamina. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm seeing our list of characters on our script here. Was there some... Significance to the dog, Vera Lata. Oh, I don't know. I feel like that could have been like a metaphor. (laughs) Maybe because in Camino's life, that was like her only other male figure in her life was the dog. He was like a protector of Uh, sorts, but he also fell short in protecting her at times. And but then ultimately was able to go get the attention. Right when. Camino needed it the most. Get not only get the attention, but get the attention like brought that other family, that new family, to her, um, to her aid. Yeah, like the same way the whole thing. So it was like, ooh, yeah, okay. My my AP Lang brain right. is <laughs> firing right now. Okay, right? how would um, I write this? How would I, you know, right? How would I put this in an essay? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I I was so stressed in the moment that um, Camino's running to the airport, but then she's like, you know, the airport doesn't open until 4 a.m., so I'm going uh, to go one last time to my beach and go for a swim, and then we find out that El Cerro's there, and then I'm like, ah, this is when the shoe's dropping. That's yeah. when the shit's going to hit the fan. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, this is something that's been building up the whole book, so you're mm-hmm. waiting for it, and then you're like, no fucking way, this is really going to happen. Um 
And it's scary. I think it's also written in a way that reflects how scary those kind of experiences are. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but then we, we, we get to see this moment of female badassery, right? Yeah. Where uh, Tia's standing there with her little machete, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that Yahira comes in, fucking guns blazing, right? Runs in, pushes El Cerro down, and then throws her body over her sisters. Yeah. I was that like, gave that, me chills. It gave me chills too because on a realistic level, right? They'd only known each other for like three days. Mm-hmm. But there is a there is a level of sisterhood and also sisterhood in the sense of like women to women yeah. sisterhood, yeah, not just like being actual related sisters. Um, of like there is a bond where we un- we only we United understand that. Suffering. Yes, yeah. exactly. United in suffering, and I just yes, that gave me chills. And then we get Yahira's mom coming in. Who mm-hmm. previously would like you know didn't give a shit about <laughs> about Camino you know yeah and she's standing there all confidence and you know bold lettered you know mm-hmm. just being like get the fuck out <laughs> when you leave I am the person like I have influence here you yeah. better not come back here you will never look her way again yes yeah. and then even saying like, she doesn't belong here anymore like she doesn't yeah. this is not this city you know doesn't own her anymore yeah uh and the fact that later we see the conversation between yahira and her mom where she's like i'm not going to leave without camino good yes amazing Uh. and then we reveal that yahira's mom has pushed up her appointment for her visa for the day that they were planning to leave and Mm -hmm. uh i just Oh, and then and then we get the end with this, you know, the title of the book, right? Toward toward the very yeah. end, where when they're both flying into the U.S. and Yahira tells Camino, you know, they're prob. Uh, I I tell her that when we land, some people on the plane may clap. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, wow, shit, yeah. yeah, that has a whole new meaning to me now. Yeah, when people, clap I on might the actually clap when I land the next. Right, night. that's fine. I mean, I, I won't, <laughs> I won't do that, but I'll think about it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like people perceiving me, so I probably won't, but it will be in my brain when it's happening. Yes. So, um, did you have a favorite line from the book? I did. Hang on. Let me what was it? retrieve it. So, I have a couple. Okay. First one, I think, was 94. Okay. <gasps> no way. I have one on 94. Okay, go. Um, oh, yeah. Playing chess taught me a queen is both. Deadly and graceful. Poised and ruthless. Quiet and cunning. A queen. Offers her hand to be kissed and that whole page and can form it into a fist while smiling the whole damn time. But what happens when those principles only apply in a game and in the real world, I am not treated as a lady or a queen, as a defender or opponent, but as a girl so many want to strike off the board. Dude, I can't believe we've. this is the first time we've marked the same quote as our favorite quote in one of the books. I love that. That's so funny. That was my first one that I had marked. Yeah, and then I have page 100. No, Oh, later Tia will hold a private prayer in her boveda out back. This is where she keeps her cowrie shells, where she will draw from the saints the next steps we should take. They know all about folks crossing the Atlantic and not surviving. And that gave me chills. I was like, yeah. oof. Oh, this one too. When they were um, at that like group um, kind of therapy session. Mm-hmm. Um. It was on silent accord. Mommy and I agree we, we will not go back. The emotions at the group session took up every vacancy in our body. And we have no room, no room, no room left. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, I thought that was really big. I think it was page 126. But um, just like holding on to other people's, like you can find comfort and solace in, you know, people who are experiencing the same thing as you are. But also it can be so overwhelming and you're just like, I can't be holding on and holding on to and absorbing everyone else's pain right now too. And like there was no room left to feel for other people. Right. And I've been feeling that a lot recently, like with some other things going on. And like I was in a group therapy session type thing and other people were sharing their pain and I just sat there crying listening to everybody else and it was just like the most exhausting day yeah i think i had had in so long and so i really related to that and then my last one was 128 um and it was when her chess coach yahira's chess coach called her Mm -hmm. and she was like who knew death must be so damn polite yes i have one other one 
That was okay. on page 259. Uh, and it is from Yahira, and she's talking to Dre. Da, 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 da. Oh, and it's just a, it, it, like she's telling Dre about the fact that she has a sister. Uh-huh. And she says, how can you lose an entire person only to gain a part of them back in someone entirely new? Yeah. And I think that was like the whole premise of the book, you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So I really was like, oh, that was beautiful. I think just beautiful. there are so many lines in this book that are like actually profound. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like not like she didn't even profound. have to. Yeah. And you're right. I do. I was intimidated initially by the idea of like it's not written like all the other books I've been reading recently. Mm-hmm. But I liked that it also wasn't just like poetry. It was a mix. And so it didn't feel like I didn't I wasn't putting I mean, I was putting a little bit of pressure on myself to like analyze a little bit more than I would a normal book but maybe I'm just traumatized by academia but I really liked that mix and I thought it fit so well for the themes and for the story Mm -hmm. and so I will be I think I have the poet x and I have I do have the poet x and I have a couple other books that are like this same style and I'll definitely not be afraid to read them anymore yeah I get you um, yeah. Oh, I have okay. One more line, right? Uh, okay. Yahira okay. Sorry. With, no, sorry. I, me, sorry. <laughs> I have I have like a separate color for just lines I liked, and then I picked a color for like yeah. just one specifically to flip through today. But right. um, there is it, it's a scene with Yahira and Dre, and they're just sitting together and talking, and Dre gives her a gift or something, and. Yahira thinks they are beautiful. I love them. I love you. You are the only thing that does not hurt. Right. And I was oh. like, oh, my heart. Yeah. Oh, my whole heart. Yeah. Um, did you happen to pick a, a song for this book by chance? I did not. Did okay. you? I did. <gasps> what um, is it? Find Your Way Back by Beyonce from the uh, Lion King soundtrack Ooh. thing. So don't know if you've heard that one, but when I was rereading the book, I was thinking about that song. And I was like, huh. 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 Well, so highly recommend you go listen to it, listeners, if you're listening to us, talking about listening to that book. I just wanted to see how many amazing. times I could say listen in one sentence. But, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any further remarks before we rate? Not really. This was – I knew – I mean, you told me – you talked this up so much. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be good. But I really loved – this story in this book and yeah uh this was the book that made me want to read more elizabeth aceveda which is funny because it's her most recent release so i read um with the fire on high this year but over the summer i think um and i I didn't love it as much as i loved clap when you land but it was up there for me definitely in my like best books of the year i would say it was it was very good Mm mm-hmm so it appears we've reached the part of the episode where the two of us come up with a final overall rating for the book. Ratings okay. are set to a five-star scale and will be averaged out between the both of us at the end. What is your rating? I'm just going to go with a five. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, in my brain, this is a perfect book. Yeah. Like, I know I sometimes give five to fives to things that I just really like. I yeah. think this piece of literature is mm-hmm. a perfect book. Like, oh. They're almost like this is up there with me for like the feeling I had when I read um, the Song of Achilles the first time. Yeah. This is one of those books where when you finish it, you're like, that is one of the best books I've ever read. Yeah. Like it is so good. (laughs) I think I'm thinking about like the power or like the potential this book could have reading it freshman year of high school because it is really like – the ages mm-hmm. like um can match some of the students you know mm-hmm. um but also i think it could be so powerful to have these like young students entering high school who are like getting older and having to tackle themes like poverty privilege mm-hmm. um race sexual assault grief like all of these things like and it's not too heavy of a book yeah. It's also like enjoyable to read and I just think there's so many really important themes that could be really it could be really good for young younger people to read it. You know? Because like I I've been thinking a lot about the books that we had to read in high school. And I think 
those should probably shift soon mm-hmm. a bit. Um, and I think this could be a book that could replace something that's been on that list for forever. You know? I completely agree. And you want to know what's funny is the reason I read this book, I told you it was for a class, but it was a YA lit class. Right. So, I remember that. So the point was reading books for YA level, you know, students. Yeah. Um, and one of our questions at the end of the class, like at the very end of that semester was what other books do you think YA level students should have to read in school? Yes. And I recommended uh, uh, at that time, um, The Hate You Give, because I felt yeah. once, one, we had just read it. And right. two, I was like, this is one of those books that I feel like goes alongside, I think, with Clap When You Land, of mm-hmm. being like a perfect book that has an actual fucking meaning. You know what I yeah. mean? And more than one meaning. And it's it, it's a type of book that is like, will bring in conversations that are so important mm-hmm. for young people to have. Absolutely. I mean, for everybody to have, but to be able to like, in, like to be able to put them in and make them like approachable for younger students is like, oh my God. Yeah. I think this 100% should be uh, on the list. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this is one of those books too, where like, maybe people won't pick it up because it's written like poetry. Right. And I, I, I think that's like, I wouldn't have picked it up. I we don't had think. to read fucking Shakespeare. If we had to read Shakespeare, right. we can right. read this. No, th- I would much, no offense, Shakespeare, rest in peace. But I would much rather have read something like this in high school versus yes. like <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Sorry, Romeo and Juliet. Honestly, uh, <laughs> like put that, like if you want to read that, I understand reading the classics and stuff, but mm-hmm. like, also, just realizing a lot of the classics that have been named classics, and when you read them, they're not actually, it's like, okay, that was kind of misogynistic. We're looking that at you, Catcher of, in the Rye. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that was kind of fucked up. That was kind of actually not very good, but, like, it holds the prestige just because it's held that prestige for mm-hmm. so long. But, and I think that that shift, and I, a lot of book talkers talk about it, too, of, like, I don't put pressure on myself to like those books that like make me seem smart. I tried mm-hmm. to do that. I didn't like those books. Mm-hmm. And so, and then this, and so it's like, if you can like shift the conversation to things that are like pertinent to today. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those books that could do that. And it showcases the beauty of having actual interesting syntax and having actual yeah. interesting you know, formatting in your book. Like, this is one of those things where it's like, no, you can, you can deep dive on this one. Yeah. It has that layer. If you, like, I think I was going to say this before and then I got sidetracked, but like, if you want to read Shakespeare, if you want to study the classics, that is great for like maybe an elective later on, or Mm -hmm. maybe like you go to college and that's what you decide you want to specifically study. But like, I think doing things that or like choosing books that have these themes that are that apply to today and that could teach really important lessons to these like very um what's the like the word for like shapeable minds um malleable malleable minds yes and like i'm just thinking so much about like the themes of sexual assault and body autonomy mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. teach that shit to young people boys and girls and everything in between early on and this book would do it in a way that's like yes so good yeah and this book like showcases the idea of looking at everything from different perspectives yes you know and i think that's what a lot of young people don't know how to do yet I didn't when I was Mm -hmm. 14, 15, 16. No, because we were reading Romeo and Juliet. Yes. And I think a lot of times when we look at like the younger generation, the generation below us, we kind of like look at them with a judgmental eye almost. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we were kind of the same way when we were kids. Right. Like, because how can I have how can I make myself feel like my younger brother, for example, should be thinking the way that I'm thinking now? Right. I'm an adult. I've I have a degree like yeah in a in political science. Like I know a lot more than I used to know when I was his age. Mm-hmm. You know, I would if I had a conversation with myself from back then, one she'd be probably really confused that I'm in Portland, Oregon, but yeah. <laughs> you left New York City? What? <laughs> You're lying literally. Yeah. Um, uh you know, and I think if I had a conversation with myself, I'd be like 
wow, I hate talking to you. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, so I, I think there's a lot of perspective to be gained by people who are in the YA age range. Yeah. And I think that this book, like you said, could definitely do a lot. To, I literally have recommended it to all of my English teacher friends who I have. I was like, Good. if you can find a way to sneak this book into your curriculum, please do it. Yeah. Like, it's so, so good on every level. Anyways, <sighs> so it's a five. We have a five. Yes. Final um, rating, five. It's been you a while even... since we you... had a five. Shut yeah, up. You... I know what you're going to say about <laughs> me doing math, and I don't want to hear it, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm getting better, and it helps when we have the same score. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I It's been a while since we've had a five, and yes. I think that if there was a book to come out in the next in our next month of reading, I think this one deserved it as the five. Yeah. I'm glad I that don't... we got, like, cornered and needing a quick read, and you had to read right. it finally. Because <laughs> I, I don't think we'll have a five in the next uh, I'm month. hoping that Book Miss is going to surprise me, but I also agree. <laughs> I don't know. I tried. Oh, my God. Quick side note. I tried to watch um, the new Brooke Shields Christmas movie on Netflix. It's like Christmas in a castle. Oh. I mean, frankly, all of those Christmas movies on Netflix are so bad. Mm-hmm. But like this, it was also like I I had just gotten like all of my Christmas books in for the next month. And I started this Christmas movie and I was like, oh, no. Are the books going to be just as bad as all of these horrible <laughs> Christmas movies? One can hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay i think that's where we're gonna leave it for this episode yeah. before we part we'd just like to thank you for listening there are so many different ways to spend your time these days and we are extremely thankful that you've chosen to allocate some of your time with the two of us if you enjoyed this episode i encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on if applicable if you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode feel free to join our hardcover hose discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhostpod at gmail.com, and we will be sure to get back to you. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I am Sam Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstead. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience, and you'd like to follow along with us next time, and the beginning of our book miss extravaganza, the next <laughs> book on our to-be-read list is... Drum roll, drum roll. Or drum drum roll from both of us. Um Sorry. Window Shopping by Tessa Bailey. Uh until we meet again. Enjoy your reading.